Welcome, everybody. This is COD Cannabis On Demand, Episode 4. I just want to give everybody a big shout-out. That was part of 710 Dab Days Art Basil Edition. Unfortunately, I had some technical difficulties. Wasn't able to do the live show from the venue, but the event was fantastic. As I've said time and time again, the vibe was insane. The music was pumping. Everybody had a blast. Now, I don't think I've spoken about it prior to today, but when you walk around a 710 Dab Day event, there's people from all walks of life. It doesn't matter what color you are, what your religion is. It doesn't matter what your job title is. They're black, white, yellow, Hispanic, Christian, Jewish, Muslim. There's a community. And there's only one thing that can bring that community together. And it's one little plant. Is there anything else in this world that has the power to bring people together like cannabis? If you know it, let me know, because there's nothing that I can think of. With that being said, I want to give a shout out to Party In My Mouth. That guava juice was super fire. High Test Confections, Mr. Concentrate, High C, Dankables. I know I'm missing somebody, so I'm sorry for that. But as you can imagine, the party was super lit. The aroma in the air was amazing. And the music was funky. There was hip-hop artists. There was reggae artists. The band was fired up. Nothing like it in this earth that I've experienced. So with that being said, let's get on with episode four. I'm in a couple different, I guess you'd call them groups on Facebook. There was a gentleman that made a comment about having to pay the state because he was diagnosed with an illness. Uh, He has terminal lymphoma. He lives in California, and he has legal recreational cannabis there. Now he's stating that in January, on the 1st, the 1st of the year, there'll be an extra 50% tax added on to any of the meds he buys, legally or medicinally. He also stated that the only way to get a card was online. And he wants to know why should the state profit from his illness? Does anybody else have any situations like that? Has been involved with family or friends that are terminal, that are being taxed because they're sick? Now let's face it, if you're terminally ill, there's a good chance you're not working. And if you are are on disability there's a good chance that that disability only covers a portion of what you need for your day-to-day living, whether it's food, whether it's mortgage, whatever it may be. I don't see a disability or a pension having the ability to cover mortgage, food, lights, water, and then a 50% tax on your medicine. That's crazy to me. Usually I just skim through all the feed and, you know, I look for the funny shit and I laugh at it. I look for the memes because I'm a meme junkie. But this hits home with me. In Florida, patients are being charged anywhere from $175 
to as much as $350 to get their license. Now, if you're sick and you can't work, where are you going to get that kind of money? I mean, I understand there's a business aspect to the whole scenario and the whole green boom or whatever you want to call it. But realistically, people need this to live. The people that are going out and getting their cards aren't sitting at home rolling up a double titan blunt to impress their friends. These people need their medicine. And on top of that, on a daily basis, I hear that people are going in, getting their medicine, going home and weighing it, and it's coming up short. Who's pinching the sack? Can't blame anybody. You're a business. I'm a firm believer of doing the right thing at this point in my life. And I don't know if it's because I need to make up for what I've done in the past, but you don't pitch a sick person's sack. I can only imagine somebody's going to hell for that shit. So let's give the farmers and the dispensaries the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what? It lost a little bit of weight. Uh, It was an exceptionally wet run that we didn't trim or cure properly whatever it may be, there's got to be some kind of protection or insurance that a sick person's paying for their medicine and they have the ability to recoup what's lost. That just seems fair. I'm not sure how you can do it or how it can be regulated. If it would be weighed in front of you and then bottled inside the dispensary, That seems like a legit alternative. That way everybody's on the up and up and everyone stays consistent. But there are things that need to be put in place where people don't get ripped off or feel ripped off. If someone feels ripped off, there's a good chance that you lose that business. Just like any relationship throughout a lifetime, if there's lack of trust, it no longer works. If there's no trust, You lose everything. When trust is lost, people tend to rely on themselves or family members that they love. It's bringing us back full circle to cultivation and saying no to MILF, which does not allow cultivation. Now, throughout my years, I've met a lot of farmers that have grown mega crops. And I've known a bunch of people that have done home grows. Some were legitimized, some weren't. Uh, I know people that have had caretakers of 12 to 13, 14 people, somewhere in that range. They were allowed to cultivate 99 plants in home. Do I need 99 plants? No. Does anybody personally need 99 plants? No. But if my grandparents were still alive and they needed cannabis... Chances are they may have arthritis or other ailments. They wouldn't be able to grow themselves. So they would ask me to do it. I'm a young, healthy man with the knowledge and the know-how to get it done. I should be able to provide for my family, not just financially, but with whatever they need. 
The laws that are in place now don't allow that. MedMen and the MILF petition don't allow that. There are other petitions out there. Uh, two other ones that I know of to be exact. Uh, regulate Florida similar to alcohol. That's backed by Sensible Florida and Normal and Sunshine Cannabis, uh, Chris Williams and Michael Minardi, as well as Karen Goldstein, who runs the Normal chapter of South Florida, who I have an amazing relationship with. Uh, we're going to try and get her on the podcast on episode five. So stay tuned for that. Basically, their petition is 10 pages of what everyone's looking to accomplish, but the problem is it's 10 pages. When it transfers to a ballot, it's hard to bring 10 pages into 75 words. So that seems like where they're running into a blockage. It's it's great. I've read it. I have actually signed that petition. I support what Normal and Sunshine Cannabis and Sensible Florida is trying to accomplish. But it needs to be revised. Uh, when, when I was in the mortgage industry, for example, keep it simple, stupid was part of the Bible. And that's what needs to be done. Let's face it. Nobody will sit there and read 10 pages of lawyer jargon. But if you keep it simple and make it so simple that someone with a high school education has the ability to understand and comprehend then and then only will you be able to reach the masses because it's simple it's a quick read it's understandable another ballot or petition that's out there is the Floridians for Freedom it's a right to adult cannabis they seem like they have the best chance of getting it done but unfortunately it's the citizens of Florida. It's a grassroots initiative. So the funding just isn't there. The petition summary is basically an amendment that guarantees the rights of any Florida resident 21 or older to possess, use, and cultivate the cannabis for whatever ailments they may have. That's where we need to be putting in our efforts. That's where we need to be putting in our finances if we have the ability to do so to make this work without that we're never going to see the change that we're looking for unless we're proactive we're reactive to the poor decisions and the poorly written petitions and we don't take no for an answer that's all for episode four guys i appreciate you listening if you like what you hear don't forget to click subscribe and we'll be coming at you later on in the week with episode five